Hey, Jay. Hey, Tyler. How you doing? I'm pretty great, man. How it's, are you? It's nice to see you. Yeah, no, it's good I to know. be seen. It's been a, a while. It's been a long time. Um, we uh, there have been all kinds of podcasts coming up, and uh, a lot of them have been recorded a while ago. Yeah. And uh, so it's been a while since we've been together to record a podcast proper, if right. you will. Right. Uh, we'll get into that at some other point. <laughs> uh, but I have a question for you. I, I hope I have an answer. Okay. I would like you to rank the months of okay. the year okay. in order of greatest to least. This is inspired by uh, our good friend Rachel Jones, almost Dr. Rachel Jones, uh, who uh, was also inspired by someone else on Twitter and started saying it. And uh, so this is that's my question to yeah. you. Rank the months. I know I'm, I'm going to lose it in the middle, so let's start at the bottom uh-huh. and work our way up. Number 12, February. Okay. Without question. It is the shortest month of the year, and yet somehow feels like the longest. Okay. Anytime you've hit February, at least in my experience, I go, why are we still doing this? Yeah. There's still snow. There's still... I can see that. It's bad. Uh, January follows close behind because I'm tipping my hand just a uh, a little bit here that winter uh, is awful. So there's going to be consistency. They're going to be all grouped. Right. There's going okay. to be an outlier. So we got February worst. Yeah. January second. Right, no, right coming in at a, a sweet number eleven. Just yeah. just cracking out of our top ten. Right. Right. Just on the outside of the top ten. Falling one one spot <laughs> out of the top ten. Uh, I I would love. That's the first time I tried a, a DJ voice, and it was not good. No. It, <laughs> it was. I've never in all of my life. I've never tried. A DJ voice. That was I was shooting for Casey Kasem in that. I don't know. It turned into a bad Jimmy Fallon, <laughs> which is saying something. Yeah, that's most a Jimmy thing. Fallon's is not great. All right, uh, I can every now and again do a FM oh an NPR voice. Yeah, and uh, yeah. Thank you for calling in. And just falling out of our top slot is <laughs> January. Uh, I think most of spring comes next. Yeah. Uh, so I, I don't know, March, April, May. Now I'm not gonna put May that low. Yeah. May, cause I I love summer. Summer's good. Uh, so May is like the harbinger of summer. The the let's go top three now, cause I have lost track of what number I'm on. So wait, let's say it again. I wasn't. I look like I'm writing them down, but I'm writing down my list. So yeah, I'm not right. Really paying attention to what you're saying. <laughs> so we got February at the bottom. Right. I'll write yours down now. So yeah. Okay. February. February. I'm going. It's a count up on this one. February. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Then January. Uh, January. Right. And then all of the so March, April, March. Oh man, March is third worst. April, yeah. March yeah. coming into hot. Number you know 10. what? Before March, before March, put okay. July. Oh yeah, because July is okay, but it's so hot. Okay, so March, April, May. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I would then go. I'm gonna go backwards. I'm gonna say August. You still have like June. Right, June's up. June's top three for Ooh, me. Wow. Because my birthday's in June. Hey. That's so a, a yeah, pro- popular I, June reason. has a sweet spot in my heart. Uh, September coming in after August. Yeah, top five. Uh, easy I November. Mean, like, S- September is making it in the top five. Yeah. So November, a uh, sweet number four. Yeah, yeah. Okay, and then I got it. I got it. June's number three. Yeah. December's number two. Oh. And without question, and the reason I hesitated on all the rankings of all the other ones is because I haven't given much thought beyond. October is number one. Yeah. Oh, straight up. Without question. So without fail. Tell uh, tell the folks at home. Yeah. Why? Rachel, let me tell you why. 
this is the last time anybody's going to ask us to show our work on the podcast. Uh, let me let, let's discuss. Okay, so, so the fall is the king of seasons. It yeah, cannot, oh, it cannot be denied. Absolutely. There's too many great now, we, things. We should qualify that we are Western Pennsylvania folks, so yes. we are thinking of Western Pennsylvania weather, yes. which is a, a pretty classic four-season region. Mm, right. Um, in recent years, as the climate has changed... Whoa, whoa, whoa. Uh, I didn't agree with that. In recent years, Fake as scientists news. have proven that the climate <laughs> is changing, um, those those uh, those seasons are not quite as balanced as they used to be. It used to be a solid three months. Like It was, yeah. a, it was an evenly divided, so both... Um, in the Midwest where I grew up, I grew up in Iowa. I'm not sure if I said that before on the podcast. Uh, but, uh, in the, in the Midwest, uh, and even in Western Pennsylvania, like it's a pretty consistent, like we have very heartland weather where right. it's like three seasons, three months of spring, three months of summer, three months of fall, three months of winter. Right. But except, and this is what this may be chief among why October is the finest of the sea of the months yeah. is because it's not that anymore. Uh, so for to clarify to anybody that thought I was kidding when I or thought that I was serious when I said climate change is not a real thing, yeah. it's a real thing. Yeah, yeah. So even now on, uh, I will date this podcast. Can I date the recording of this? Absolutely, because it's going to come out like immediately. Yeah, anyway. this is this is hot off the presses. Yeah. We've already dated it with the question because she just right. asked us two days ago. Yeah, but. Uh, it is August thirtieth, and today I had, and I'm ashamed of myself for oh, this. Yeah, yeah. I had my first pumpkin spice latte on the way to work today. I know. It's too early. It's I, too so early. Here's what's dumber than that. Yeah. I went to Starbucks today, and I got just regular coffee, and I wanted to try their reserve coffee. Mm-hmm. $7. Wow. For, for a cup. Coffee. For a cup. For this. For for this is like a 20 ounce. Yeah, you got shanked. Yeah. And it was like, after I had, like, they were like six eighty-five, and I was, so I did, like, did the Apple Pay, and I was like, wait a minute. Yeah, like, something's it was wrong like, there. I had stepped back, and... Realize, it's like someone just stole my wallet, and I realized it like an hour later. <laughs> like, like hey, that doesn't hey. make sense. And then I tried to look for the price of the regular coffee in case it had jumped by four dollars, yeah. and I couldn't see it on the board anywhere. They changed the menu, and some stuff's missing. Yeah. They always take the price of the regular coffee off of there because yeah. I always just get regular coffee. And I was gonna, but it was like pedestrian. It was like Verona and uh, Pike's Place and something else. And yeah. I was like, I'm gonna go for broke and get a slightly different flavor. Yeah, seven dollars. Uh, so, so you had your pumpkin spice. I did. I PSL. broke down. Hashtag PSL. I walked in to get a normal Pike Place coffee. Did, did you selfie your? Did you take no, a selfie? I sure okay. didn't. I sure did not. Um, and, and I I was overwhelmed by the smell of pumpkin spice latte. But here's the thing: fall has a very distinct feel to it. It's cooler. Yeah. Uh, the leaves change. There is uh, pumpkin flavored foods, to which I will say to anybody that's a big pumpkin spice latte fan, as I am. The king of the fall beverages is actually apple cider. Oh yeah, because without it's question. Real. Well, and most pumpkin flavored beverages, especially, are just nutmeg yeah, flavored. Totally, but there's like no it, pumpkin yeah. in there, no, not no. at all. And they put a little bit of pumpkin in it, but it's the nutmeg that makes the flavor. Yeah. So that's what you like. Right. It's nutmeg plus like allspice and a couple other things. Right, right. Mainly, Apples, mainly nutmeg. Hot apple cider can go in so many different directions. Cold apple cider is great. Hot apple cider is great. Yeah, it's all good. Lukewarm. Yeah, apple cider. I'm great with that. Pretty decent. It's all yeah. good. <laughs> Uh, so fall has all these distinctive things about it, none of which are available in September anymore. The weather is no longer cooler. It is still like summer temperatures into September Yeah. in this very region of ours. The leaves don't change until late October at best. Uh, so the fall season really is... Condi- well, let me back that up. 
November in Pittsburgh is beginning winter. Yeah. More and more, uh, November turns into snow. Which and always was kind of the... Like, it was not unheard. Usually after Thanksgiving, you would get a snow. Right. Like, I remember as a kid, but it was like the last week in November. You might right. get a dusting and you're like, huh? And you'd, you'd get up really early and check the news to see if they canceled <laughs> school for the half inch <laughs> that you got. Because if it's Alexis, you've seen snow. Yeah. You're like, no, get to school. Yeah, get to work, kid. All right. Uh, but, um, yeah, so November is almost winter. September is almost summer. So if you live in yeah. Pittsburgh Ugh. and you like fall, October's really it. Yeah. You can start pre-gaming a little bit in September, but like fall happens in October. Yeah. That's true. So it is. And uh, the, all of that, by the by, uh, because some shade was thrown at us, we obviously, you and I, have discussed already our deep love and affinity for Halloween. Oh, yes. You will notice that I made my defense of October. Without bringing that up. Unrelated to Halloween, yeah. So that's just icing on the cake. Oh, yeah. That's That's a whole other level of awesome, awesomeness. Right. If it was, if you took Halloween out and put it in December, October would still be the best month. Boy, that'd be a crowded month. It really would be. Christmas and (laughs) and Halloween. Here's some candy. Here's some presents. Oh, my gosh. I need to sit down. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, All right. So 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 go ahead. Yeah. First off, I think we need to add two more, two more phrases to our uh saltine challenge okay yeah so again the saltine challenge is if you while you're listening to this you need to get a, a fresh sleeve of saltines <laughs> and no beverage no, no no liquid at all does to drink anyone actually do this please instagram i yourself. really hope you do yeah. i really hope you do please instagram um and every time one of us says by the by mm-hmm. or all that is to say mm-hmm. then you need to eat a saltine yes and, and you're not allowed to drink anything until the end of the it's it's so bad that I've started saying all that is to say. <laughs> I've picked up on yours. But the two others that I've, in listening back and editing stuff, I've realized that we do a lot is any mention of Iowa. Yeah. yeah. Needs to come out. <laughs> and any, uh, the the phrase spoiler alert, we say quite a bit. Uh, yeah. Yes, yes. I I can see that being yeah. true as well. So uh, Spoiler alert. And we'll probably do it prior more. to, yeah, we say it before we spoil things and sometimes after we spoil things. <laughs> it's just the funniest time to say it. It's like... Right. All right. Okay, so, so you're ranking. My least is July. Mm. That is that is a hot number 12 <laughs> uh, in every way possible. Yeah, that, it's that's just as it's, literal as you could say it's it. It's terrible. Yeah. It's, um, I mean, I, I like summer. I like the things that happen in summer. But July is the dregs of the heat and the humidity and the, everything that I don't like. So this is all very weather related. Mm-hmm. To an extent. I mean, even, like, again, I love summer. Cycling happens in summer. Yeah. July's the worst for cycling. Yeah. It's just terrible. Oh, I I hate it. It's so bad. Number two, January. Yeah. Now, January, I do like winter. Wait, number two or number 11? Number two, uh, number 11. Sorry. Yeah, 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 I'm going back and forth. (laughs) I gotcha, gotcha. Uh, So, yeah, July is the worst. January is the second worst. Uh, And I'm one who, who likes winter, so I don't mind the weather. It's just that January is a long month with no holidays in it yeah and um so it's a long like when you're in school and work and stuff like that there's not very many breaks you are on the downside of christmas like you're on the come down from christmas and you are looking at nothing coming up until like easter yeah and like maybe spring break or something like that you don't celebrate valentine's day do you not love love i do but you don't get off work for that that's true that's that's more of an obligation (laughs) than anything and we never were real big on valentine's day anyway because just like buy this card yeah. To prove that you did this thing. Or these gifts that nobody wants. I was going to say, I think Lewis Black said that it's six weeks after Christmas. Yeah. You really need more presents. Yeah. Like, really? <laughs> yeah. Didn't I just? 
unload just an incredible give us a day pile. Off. Just yeah. say I love just, you. Take yeah, the day off. Take the day. Yeah. Um, and when that's where uh, like Martin Luther King Day becomes really like a, a clutch day in yeah. this, in that six week period. Yeah. Um, okay. So Janu- January is number eleven. June. Number twelve. Wow. Or no, number ten. Number you know, 10, my, so. minus my birthday, I could get behind that. Yes. Yeah. Again, it's hot. It's oppressive. It's hot. Um, it's the exciting thing is it's the beginning of summer, so that's right. nice. But it's it. Apart from that, there's nothing even really going on in it. No. Um, and Other than if you're a, a school aged child, that's super is, exciting. It, it, June is when school. Oh, ends. it's fantastic. It's yeah. beautiful. That's what you're aiming for. It's. But I I'm stealing a little bit of that magic for a couple slots up. Okay. Um, it's also in terms of youth ministry, church stuff. It's like a really busy month oh because you, there's usually a mission trip and or VBS or something like yeah. that. Like it's just full. Um, next is so number what was it? Uh, number nine for me is March. Okay. I do like March. Um, it's pretty good, but it's kind of a nothing month. Um, yeah. I mean Easter sometimes. But. She she tags me when I don't bring things up. March should probably be higher in my ranking now that I'm thinking about it because Sarah's birthday is in March. Yeah, yeah. As as are many many birthdays of friends and family, but yeah, it's still like spring dreary. It's also again during the church season. It's the Lent always falls during March, yeah. and so there's a lot of extra work going on yeah which i love the lenten season it's just a re- it makes for a really full month yes it does and uh so that it's just not it's a month that always goes by and i like have to catch my breath after much march is done yeah um next uh september um i like september i always loved going back to school i always thought that was a fun time even if i didn't like it after a few weeks like the just the getting like fresh yeah trapper keepers and stuff like that it was super exciting <laughs> seeing your friends again if you uh, like you hadn't seen them for a while yeah and then after again after like two weeks you're like oh but i also have to see all the people i don't like and that's no fun so september uh not a bad month both of my sons were born in september so that's really okay. good but as you said it, it's becoming a hotter month yeah and uh so it's not quite fall yet no. in september it um, really isn't then april is the next one we're into what is this number eight wait july january June, March, <laughs> September, April. So that's six, and we're halfway there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so this is number seven. This is April. your mediocre month. April's a mediocre month. It's my. It's probably my favorite spring month As a that I, that's a pure spring. Mm-hmm. Uh, usually by that point, you got the pure spring weather. So you don't get too many super hot days in April. Right. You usually pass the super cold days, although sometimes it snows in April. It does. Which is a great Prince song uh, <laughs> called Sometimes It Snows in April. I highly advise you to look it up. It's great. Uh, but it's also true. And every time it snows in April, I sing that song. song. Um, and, uh, so it's, it's the classic spring month. Uh, the next one, number six for me is May. So May, I think has most of that excitement of end of school year. Mm -hmm. Cause you're doing like, and especially in like high school, middle school, you're doing like the end of the year concerts, the end of the year ceremonies. Right. You're kind of wrapping up all your stuff. If you have like a trip or something, you take it that month, like a band trip or, or like especially a senior trip or something. That's like everything's kind of winding down. You're still with your friends, but the school, the, like you get through your tests and stuff, and yep. then it's just nothing. Yep. And so it's a lot of wasted space by the time you get to the end. But and it's it not the same in, nothing as that like week or two in June. That's true, but yeah. the week or two in June that's nothing is then has three weeks of super hot summer right and so the excitement the anticipation of summer is full on in may right and you don't get the like Ugh, it's hot and i don't get to see my friends every day yeah kind of thing that hits you in may uh adrian's birthday is also in may so that's super exciting mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. it ends in memorial day it's nice to have a month that ends with a, a with a holiday that's pretty yep. good next for me number five is february 
Okay. Uh, so your 12 is my five. Wow. I like Defend February. Oh, I like February because it's pure winter. Yeah. I do like winter. It's not... Uh, I mean, I like th- I like the snow stuff. I like everything that you can do. I like it when it's cold. And February is usually around the coldest time. Yeah. So it's too cold to go outside. So you yeah. can do all the inside stuff without any guilt. Like you can stay and you get snow days. Like your more your their chances of snow days are pretty high in February. Your chances of snow on the ground, like that you can play in, pretty high in February. February is a short month, so yeah. if you don't like it, it goes pretty quick. And it's a mystery <laughs> month. That every four years, yeah. that's something magical. Which this year, it lasts this coming just a year, little bit longer. Is to uh, bother is, me? Oh no! It's one extra day. You can't handle twenty nine days of this month. I can barely handle twenty eight days I love of this it. month. I love it. it makes Here's me, my thing though, but the winter stuff. And and again, we can reasonable people can yeah, agree yeah. to disagree. Yeah. Uh, I hate with everything I have in me driving in the snow. Oh, I don't. I don't mind it at all. Oh my gosh, I can't stand it. I enjoy. So it. like, I enjoy it. I will tolerate it in December. Because Christmas is happening, and Christmas should have snow. Yeah, I, I will get yeah. over my weenie yeah. snow driving. January, I'm coming down off of Christmas, so yeah. like at least there's still something. By February, I've had enough. It is February is the like it should be winter's trying time to wrap up, and so mm-hmm. if you get seasonal affective disorder, I would say that I get something close to the opposite, the inverse of seasonal affective disorder. Really, in the summer, you get I get bombed out. And I get, and when when we get a proper winter, mm-hmm. like a good two and a half month winter, where there's snow on the ground, classic winter stuff. Like I'm watching Christmas shows, and everything looks outside like it looks on the show. Yeah, that makes me super happy. Uh, when we have a winter that hits 65 degrees in December, yeah, I get really mad. As, yeah. And everybody's like, the weather's so great. There's like one, no, it's not. <laughs> It's supposed to be this, but even more than that, this is screwing up the ecosystem. Yeah, like big time. When we had January um, a couple years ago, it hit like 75, yep. and all the flowers came out. And then it frosted the next week, and it was a terrible crop, and it like confused all the birds, it confused all the bees. So like, you're delighting in a 65 degree January. Yeah, like that's not a good thing. That's not okay. And there are many places in the world that you can live where that is a typical thing. Go to Florida. Yeah. Go if you don't want to go that far, go to Virginia. Like that's where you can have 65 degrees in January. And, and since we've we've opened this door, I'm going to run right through it. Yeah. If you say to me in February, because every February in Pittsburgh will have that like minus two degree day. Yeah, I love it. Or the you know minus ten wind chill. Difference of opinion on how we feel about that. Yeah, but yeah. if somebody comes up to me again and says, "Where's global warming now?" I'm going to lose my mind because yeah. that's not how it works. No, not at all. And and the like negative twenty degree weather that we're getting in February is a direct, is a direct result. result of climate change. Yeah, hundred so, percent. Yeah. yeah, add us on that. Anyway, one, please. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so uh, if you want to lose a debate with Tyler and Jay, <laughs> it's not even a debate. We'll just point you to the facts and then we'll say, "There you go. Read that." Here's science. Yeah, read science and then come back to me and uh, don't really. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Don't, yeah, it's not it's not that. good. It's a big thing and it's a huge problem and uh it's not even it's not it's a huge problem and yeah. it's just it's something it, needs to be it done. must be dealt with. Um so February I I do really like uh August. Um I like it just for the Indian summer version of August. Yeah. Uh which is less and less likely. But I also August is our, the when we take our beach trip. Mm-hmm. It's our mm-hmm. annual kind of Get to see our awesome friends in North Carolina and gets to be at the beach, and it's my kind of favorite Sabbath week to, yeah. to have. So I like that. I do like the getting ready for school. I like kind of grabbing the last 
it makes me appreciate summer at the very end. Yeah. Because like me getting exhausted with it and everything in July, once you kind of wrap up, I'm both excited for school to start, but I'm also excited to be like the pool. Like we went to the pool last night. It's only open two more days. Uh, it's not open tonight. It's open like over the weekend. Right. Um, and it was really exciting. And it was too cold to be in the pool. <laughs> yeah. Like it was, it was a little chilly. Out. Yeah. It was like 70 degrees, 73 right. degrees. It was, like, it was a, a cold, a but it was, yeah. Yeah. But when you're in the pool, it's not, <laughs> not, not great. But yeah. uh, but it was really fun. And I, I like that. I like, so I like this month. Yeah. For for all, for all that it's leading to. Um, December is my number three. Uh-huh. It's, it probably should be my number two. Uh, I love the whole everything about leading up to Christmas. I love when there's snow on the ground. Again, it makes me feel very sad when you have a December with very like high temperatures. Yeah. Now, let me stop you there, though, because, again, this is one of my pet peeves. Yeah. Uh, and I've said this on other podcasts for sure. I don't know if I said it on ours. There are bumper stickers that people put on their cars that say, keep Christ in Christmas. Yeah. Fine. Yeah. Whatever. I would like to create a bumper sticker that says, keep Christmas in December. Yeah. Because when it's celebrated appropriately, Advent to Christmas. Yeah. That's a beautiful length of time. Oh, it really is. Beautiful but, amount of celebration. But to, to push back against your, your slogan. Yeah. Is that Christmas actually goes into January. Right. Because it's 13 days. Right. Between Christmas Day and Epiphany, right. which is January 7th. That's fine. Yeah. I'm not worried about the back end. Yeah. I'm worried about celebrating. It's 12 days. 12 days of Christmas. I guarantee sorry. you I could go into that mall right up the road. Oh, and they're already selling Christmas stuff. And find Christmas stuff. Yeah. I've. Uh, it used to bother me, and then I realized that's not changing, and I'm just going to not worry about it anymore. Like the, the Halloween stores that went up a month ago, I don't yeah. care. I like Halloween, and I like Christmas. That bothers me. Less than, and I don't mind the pumpkin spice thing. I just don't like people talking about it all the time. Yeah. I think that's what bothers me is the ubiquity of it. Like, if you want to drink what you want to drink, that's great. I like a yeah. candy cane mocha, like that's or a candy cane whatever. As soon as we get to candy cane season, I'm just going to put it in my coffee all the time. Yeah. I realized uh, last year that if you just get the mini candy cane and put it at the bottom of your mug and then pour some coffee in it, it immediately dissolves, and that's exactly what, uh, I that's want. what you want. Yeah. yeah. Um, my yeah. only thing is, by if if you celebrate Christmas too early, or if too many people are celebrating Christmas oh, yeah. around me too early, yeah. By the time I actually you get, get tired to Christmas, I'm exhausted. Yeah. And I can't. I, every year, I always struggle with when do I personally start listening to Christmas music. The day after Thanksgiving. Because I really like Christmas music. I, sometimes I've done that, and to me, that at times has been too early. Yeah. And so I used to I, I used to be real adamant about waiting until December 1st. Yeah. Um, and I, then, I, then I, I went a little early. Now, my mom listens to Christmas music all the time. <laughs> So, so in all my, year round. I mean, like in the middle of January or the middle of uh, yeah, July, you can yeah. still be Christmas music playing in the house, just kind of randomly. And it's usually like instrumental stuff, like Canadian brass or something like that. But enough that you're like, yeah. you just hear like good King Wenceslas, and you're like, wait a minute, wait, huh? why? It's happy Fourth of July, mom. That yeah. is my my insistence on the day after Thanksgiving is always hard because as a worship leader, oh yeah, I'm finding I have to start listening to it to prep. Yeah, a couple yeah. weeks earlier, yeah. and there's nothing, and I love it too. I think that what I struggle with is I don't want to hit that own personal threshold of, I've been listening to this too long, and like December nineteenth, I get tired of Christmas music, and yeah. then it comes, it's like Christmas Eve, and I'm like, oh man, I forgot I wasn't listening to, and uh, and then also just around the house, like I don't want it, it's not just me, but like the general family, like I don't want Adrian to get tired of it too early, right. and uh, stuff like that. Yeah, there's all kinds of Christmas conversations we can have. Um, when, oh yeah, when it's seasonally appropriate, it, 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 we'll, get it's coming up. we'll get there. We'll get there. Number two for me is November. Um, okay. Again, it's a it's a prime fall. It's kind of the colder edge of fall. 
Uh, my birthday's in November, so that's always good. Remember, remember the 5th of November. I was born yeah. on Guy Fox Day. Wow. Uh, yeah, it, uh, it's exciting every year. And often election day. <laughs> so that's, uh, I mean, I think it is tends to. Is that a good to, thing? Or? Oh, it just yeah, is. Okay. It is what it is. Yeah. Uh, but that's, uh, so my birthday's the beginning of uh, November. Yeah. My name's Ed Rock and I'm a Scorpio. <laughs> uh, and then number one with a bullet. And where are you from? Uh, where am I from? Yeah. Pittsburgh. Oh. I met her originally. <laughs> no, originally I was born in Pittsburgh. <laughs> I knew, true, I knew yeah. what you were trying to say, yeah, and yeah. I was I was twisting it on you. <laughs> I moved to I moved to Iowa when I was eight years old. Hey, and then oh. I lived there until I was fourteen. Uh, all right, uh, and then number one is October. Yeah, I I hope this was uh, more exciting for you, the listener, than it was for us in the room to, to walk through every single month. What's the best yeah. day of the year? Unrelated to holidays. It's gotta be. I again, I'm a fall guy. Okay, if you like it though, you gotta put a ring on it. Yeah, right. <laughs> I'm a fall guy, and I think it's peak. It usually winds up with a fall retreat. Okay, wait. To, if this helps with you too, I'm also gonna ask you what's the worst actual day of the year. Yeah. Again, uh, unrelated to holidays. Right. Because the answer is Columbus Day. But then, <laughs> apart from that, unrelated. That's the worst holiday ever. Yeah. Uh, unrelated to that. Uh, best and worst day of the year. Uh, best day is somewhere in the teens. I'm I'm zeroing in on October 12th. Yep. Because that is like peak leaf changing season. Yep. And because with youth ministry, I frequently have a retreat that weekend. Yep. That usually involves a drive through Somerset, which if you're not familiar oh, with yeah. our area, That's Somerset nice. is peak. Where do you do your leaves. retreating? Uh, either Laurelville, Laurelville, but more usually uh, at Pine Springs Camp. Oh, Pine Shout Springs. out to uh, Jennerstown. I don't know if I've ever been to Pine Springs. It's I know great, that our church is great connected camp. to it. Yeah, it's a great camp. Pine Springs or Pine Valley. We're connected to a pine camp. <laughs> Some sort of pine. Pine salt. That's it. Yeah. Worst. I'll give you my best while I'm waiting. Okay, go ahead. October 31st. Unrelated, a, yeah. unrelated, unrelated to the holiday. <laughs> Seriously, I mean, I love the holiday. It's my favorite holiday, but but I just it's the peak winter or peak fall. Yeah. You, I can't remember the last time you had a, a non-seasonally appropriate October 31st. Yeah, like that is right in the sweet spot. It's never too cold. It's never too hot. Uh, might be rainy, but it's just like perfect. Yeah, and uh, yeah, that's hard it. to argue with that. Yep. I also love a thirty-one. I love a, I love a month that goes all the, goes the distance. Hmm. I'm gonna go with because I am an outdoorsy guy. Uh, it loves to play outside. I'm gonna say the winter solstice, which is December is the worst twenty-first, the shortest day of the year, longest yeah. night. Yeah, yeah. I almost went June 21st for that same reason, for the inverse reason. But I do like the longest day. And I do like summer. I really like summer. It's in my top four seasons. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I walked right through yeah, that you one. you did. You were like, like yeah, yeah, okay. I see that. That's pretty high. Oh, top wait, five, I guess. Yeah. Uh, my worst day of the year, unrelated to holidays and personal experiences. Yeah. Um, it's probably sometime late January. Like, January 20th, something like that. Yeah. Or January 30th, probably. Because it really does set you up for disappointment to have thanks, uh, Halloween, Thanksgiving, Christmas, mm. New Year's. Mm-hmm. You, you're celebrating boom, 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 and then all of a sudden. Well, and it's a bunch of dark days, and especially as, as things are getting warmer, I love it when there's snow on the ground. I don't like it when there's slush, muck, dirty snow. Yeah. And if you get a fresh winter where it's like snowing every few days, like that's pretty nice. And uh, the, when, as soon as it gets like murky, like 
blah and all the salt gets all over your car like yeah. that that's less exciting uh the one nice thing about i don't mind driving in the snow as much in pennsylvania because they're real good at clearing the roads yeah like in the south it was really annoying because they don't they don't do they, they're not able to do anything. They well, not, remember that was a couple of years ago. Atlanta just got crippled. Yeah, and it shut down because yeah. they put there was half an inch of ice on the ground. Yeah, uh, because Game they over. have no salt. Like they have nothing to do with it. We right. would be in trouble if there was all of a sudden a, a, a hurricane that hit Pittsburgh. Yeah, right. Yeah, we have so, no no response. Yeah. Well, so Rachel, that was uh, a half hour's worth of recording. <laughs> was it really? Yeah, I don't know how much <laughs> oh of goodness. it is actually going to make the pod. <laughs> But next time you ask us a question I hope, on I Twitter, hope it would be like ten minutes. <laughs> please know that we will overcommit, <laughs> especially showing your work. We showed the work on that. Yeah, one. I'm Jay, and I'm Tyler, and this is Roughing, Roughing the, the Pastor. Pastor. All right, I'm gonna take my shirt off. <laughs> I was gonna say leave it in before the music. So let's let's tell the listeners. Well, first we have some good news. The good news is that Studio North is a thing. It is. Uh, it so really we've been is. teasing. Stu- we we uh, our studio here is in Upper St. Clair, in the south. Are we in the South Hills? We are in the South. Hills. Okay, I keep calling it South Hills, and I realize it's not quite directly south of the city. Why did I bring that up? Oh, um, so there's the the we're in Studio South. Yes. Um, called the Hot Box. Yeah. We decided. <laughs> Uh, yeah. And we've been recording out of Studio South for the very significant bulk of these shows. Right. Um, I think we had a couple that were re- recorded in New Wilmington, a couple. Yep. Um, that was it. That yeah. was it, yeah. We oh, did, it, yeah. We, we, we did, did a live one, show. We did the live show, and we did two that we recorded in the halls of Westminster. <laughs> in various, various halls. One in the music department and one... Uh, in a in a hallway that was literally like was a through it was a thoroughfare yeah. it was not uh hangar lady yeah yeah, yeah. um so the but uh, i i think key to the story is after westminster after new Wellington mission conference we took some time off yes uh, vacations oh, yeah. uh some, some, it was a solid month of not recording at right. all we had banked a whole bunch of spare episodes yep. uh that we were slowly releasing the one you heard so the the last one what's in my bag yeah was recorded at the same time as the marching band episode yes and they are separated by a month yeah and the marching band so the marching band episode came out a month and a half after it was recorded it was really weird listening back to that one yeah, and being was. like whoa that was before we said that? all of this stuff we're so yeah. young and idealistic <laughs> we're so jaded now <laughs> so and that was uh, probably just like a week or two ago at this point so right. Um, so we get out of the habit is yeah, the yeah. point of it, right? We, yeah. we we have a routine and a pattern. And of we recording. knew that that was coming because right. our life, like August is just, a, it's a month of vacations and all kinds of stuff. So right. we, we had kind of built that in that we could keep releasing episodes on the monthly or the weekly schedule that we've been doing yep. as the public has demanded. Give the people what they oh, want. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Yes. And then. And then. So so Tyler has, has uh, his church up north wants to get into some podcasting. We're inspired. Yeah, by this incredible work of art called Roughing the Pastor. Yeah. So I I love Studio North for so many reasons. Oh, it's great. 
chief among so, them is. So I mean, wait. The 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 reveal was that Studio North is a real thing now. Yeah, it exists, and and it's the exact same <laughs> equipment. It's it's yeah. a, it's like we just took this table up it's to your the, church. The table is not the same. That's but other true. Than that, That's yeah. true. Yeah, it's it is square up there. Well, and it was falling. Uh, I recorded another podcast, and the thing kept falling because the edge is not <laughs> not the same. Uh, good. So I, I just asked Jay, like, what's all the equipment you have here? Mm-hmm. Is it affordable? He's like, oh, yeah, super affordable. And yep. he sent me the actual links to all the equipment. So it's it's almost exactly the same. My board's a little bit different. Yeah. Uh, but it's the same version. Yeah. yeah. Um, but everything else is like exact same mics, exact same stands, exact same everything. And because I wanted to, one, I wanted, uh, it was a good price. And two, I wanted to have uh, comparisons so that the two studios would be the same because yeah. I, uh, I'm good at kind of messing around with stuff until I can figure it out, but I'm not as savvy. Like I, I don't run boards and stuff, so there's a lot of knobs mm, I didn't right. know. And I figured if, if if Jay's familiar with it, I can always ask Jay, "How do I do this?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. So and the hope was again, the, the Wexford and Upper St. Clair mm. could not be farther apart in terms of the traffic patterns of Pittsburgh. Absolutely, uh, Pittsburgh it, is is a weird place in that the traffic patterns are not terrible, except for if you're going in very specific directions. Right. Like it's, you can live. I live 20 minutes outside of town, and I'm 12 miles from downtown, which in a normal, like, if you were in Atlanta, it would take you an hour and a half to get right. downtown from 12 miles from city center. Right. Yeah. Right. I think we are, I think I looked at Google Maps just for the comparison sake, but I think we're like 15, 16 miles apart, this yeah. church and your church. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. And it's a good hour. It's, it's, in a, it's 45 minutes in a good way. Yeah. Um, a solid hour. Right. Um, around rush hour, so, it, so it, which is not a Pittsburgh thing. Pittsburgh, right. the traffic patterns don't really change that much based on time of day, except for when you're going straight through downtown or there's right. like a game or something like that. Right. So we thought, you know, it was unfair that Tyler kept coming to Upper St. Clair. South Hills. So we, we were like, hey, let's just split them. Yeah. Well, you know, sometimes we'll do Studio South, sometimes we'll do Studio yeah. North. So last and week. especially with guests, it would give right. us like greater availability for right. people geographically and things like that going forward. So last week we recorded two and a half episodes yeah of and we were podcast. rolling we yeah. almost got three but then we had to stop halfway through the third one but it was it, we, we had gold yeah and it was great and i had everything set up by the time jay came up got him some chipotle bought me chipotle it was wonderful got and him some putty the putty <laughs> yep i have been playing Aaron's with that stuff putty? non-stop oh it's so great so good it's so great and uh, so, I mean, I was trying to be a great guest, mm-hmm. show lots of hospitality. No, I felt I very welcome. I checked the levels before we then. I even <laughs> recorded some on a flash drive, uh-huh. checked it on my computer. Everything was set up right. I was like, this is great. This will be super great. We can record here. You won't even be able to tell the difference. We won't even bring a uh, talk about it. Right. And uh, if we ever needed in a necessity, we could record separate things and then somehow patch them together. Yep. Uh, I don't know how you do that yet, but... Um, and then... And as then. soon as we started recording, I was like, oh, we're too quiet. And I just messed with all the levels. <laughs> and what happened next? Uh, we have two and a half episodes recorded that all sound, um, it's it well, sounds what? like shouts the Sh- whole time. Show them a, a, a sample here, you know. I can't, I mean, it's it's kind of like this the whole time. Oh, I meant play the, the actual. Oh, yeah. So <laughs> here's. <laughs> Okay, I could shout. Here's a little. Here's a little taste. I forgot that I, I still have those recordings. Yeah, here's a little taste. If I could go to any alternative reality, I would want to go to an alternative reality where the Challenger didn't blow up. Hmm. I think that would. Be, I mean, that subtle thing I think would make a huge difference on so many yeah. levels. All right. So, and we've been recording this now. So this is uh, we're probably on the 25th episode. Yeah, we got a little like that. We got a little pattern. We've been doing up. this for a while, and 
in reality, I mean, in, in, in actuality, I really thought we would have screwed up or lost episodes before then, yeah. just like data-wise or something like that. The closest we had was the live episode. The audio got screwed up, yeah. and that was just what we had. Like, we had talked about a lot. I, I, if we could have, probably the audio on this one is pretty abrasive because it's just so loud, uh, but it, it's listenable. You can understand it. If this was like a famous speech that needed to be recorded for posterity, you wouldn't throw it out. Yeah, right. But... Um, but it's not going to be enjoyable. It's not experience. enjoyable, and the the live one was rough enough. And we didn't we have the ability to re-record stuff. We couldn't re-record the live one, right? But, um, so this is the first time that really anything got screwed up. Yeah, and so and we were going to be off this week, so we were kind of trying to find a, a rhythm for our like we've been doing almost every week. Um, but uh, we we we're going to see if we could start doing every other week just to make it kind of good. Right. And we have things coming up that uh, we're just busy people who have families also. Yeah, so want to make sure that we're honoring them. But I can't tell you, I mean, somebody that does media, podcasts, videos, how frustrated. When you texted me, I, I wasn't frustrated that it happened. Oh, I yeah. was frustrated for you because I have been in that yeah. scenario so many times where you forgot to turn a microphone on. Yeah. Or and it's a mistake that you do all this prep work for the, the event, the show, the shoot, the whatever. And you don't notice the mistake till you're done. When and even like the the live episode was one thing because yeah. because the setup was different. It was a small little thing that we could. I hit my silly button. Yeah, my, I'm uh, so jealous. Mine's down my office. It's a small little thing that was so. Uh, and now that I know the recorder, I know exactly what you're talking about. Like because yeah. it was a different kind of input. Yep. And so you had to change the recorder to accept that kind of input. And so it doesn't seem it's everything's recording. It's making noise and stuff as you're doing it. And it's not until later that you realize I forgot to push this one button. And so it recorded just the whole room instead of through the line in. Yep. And um, that kind of thing where, again, if you understand the audio and stuff, you can't, you don't get mad at the person. Right. You just feel bad. It's just, just like, yeah, oh, that's <sighs> bummer. Yeah. And it's again, it's some of the frustration is I, it was good recording and we redid Stranger Things. I don't know if you will hear that next week or have already heard yeah. that. We redid it. And I think a lot of it is the same, but it like when you're just talking and like this podcast is very much in the moment and what we're yeah. you know, in front of consciousness. Oh yeah. Like you just lost it. It's just gone. Yeah, it's just gone. Um, and, and like, it's not that it was gold. I actually think this th stranger things episode was better than that one was like, yeah, the, I think we, we, we were a little, you could tell we hadn't recorded anything for a month, uh, over a month. <laughs> we got a little crisper after some yeah. practice. Yeah. The, the, and the episode that, that you'll hear at some point, uh, the half episode we recorded was about Disney animated movies. And that one was actually, yeah. we were hitting our stride, but then we had to stop. I so honestly, I'm actually glad that we get to get started that one over. I'm, I, yeah. I was gonna say, I'm kind of glad we get to do that one over again. Cause yeah. I'm pretty sure that's two episodes knowing oh, how much we go absolutely. into Disney. Absolutely. Uh, so be we, ready for probably that two episodes listeners. for that and then a Pixar episode yeah oh yeah easy because we had just gotten Emperor's New Groove anyway um <laughs> and we jumped around we didn't get chronologically to Emperor's New Groove we just started going into it yeah right yeah uh so all of that got me to this thought um which I think is actually maybe the most critical thing to any Christian faith in the world but gets such little airtime the theology of blowing it yes just absolutely Running yourself headlong into a brick wall, screwing up the straight up air ball. Yeah, yeah. The 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 uh, utter failure. Yeah. Complete collapse. Yard sale. I don't know why this is true. That so many people want to pretend that that's not a part of of their lives. Yeah. And that um, we are so willing to protect people from that. Yes. Like when they fail, we're constantly saying, "Oh no no no, it wasn't this," and it's not. It's one thing to uh, like make lemons out of lemonade. Right. No, the other way around. 
if you can make lemons out of lemonade, you I'm sure are science a will find a way. Yeah. Uh, no, make lemonade out of lemons. Um, but it's some people who just deny is like, no, that was great. Like that straight no. up, like there were, there were millions of people at my inauguration. It wasn't just the, uh, the I mean, just an example of someone. So there's one thing to be delusional about it. Yes. Um, but there's another thing to be encouraging. And a lot of times, especially in the church we're we can be kind of delusional about yeah. mistakes about saying like, oh no, people love this church or, oh yeah. no, this is happening or, oh, oh no, uh, we have no problems. It's them that are doing this. Yeah, it wasn't. Uh, it wasn't uh, me that changed the levels on that. The script, the recording. It's faulty equipment. Stupid board. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. There's a. The, I think in that vein, there's a guy. Uh, so in the in the traditional Presbyterian liturgy, uh, in worship, we have a prayer of confession. Yep. Um, and it's it's I think critical to the whole service. And it's early on. It's in the yeah. gathering. It's so a, you show up. You bring your sins with you. Right. And then they say. Get rid of those. Yeah, those, right. It doesn't matter. We in our in our church, it's you, you get the announcements and you get one hymn to kind of like warm you up, yep. and then let's talk about how messed up we are. Yeah, uh, and we do it all together. Yep, we do a unison confession, and then we do a moment of silent confession uh, for you to lift up things. Which, by the by, yeah, I, uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> oh man, we should have saltines. Yeah, we should, oh, should we should. That's what sounds great to listen to. Yeah. Uh, my uh, that reminded me really quick. My youngest son, uh, Jedi, um, had told two. I think both of these are from him. One of them maybe from my older son. But he told a joke, and this was like maybe he's seven now. So this is maybe when he was like three or four. Mm-hmm. And they were little kids. Get ask little kids to tell you jokes because they will make up jokes and they're they're amazing. Yeah, because they're so like next level existential. <laughs> and so here's two of them. One of them was this. He said, "What did the banana say?" I don't know what. And then he had he had to pause while he thought about it. Yeah. So his thinking face. So he said, what did the banana say? Thinking face. And then he just goes, oh. <laughs> <laughs> and it was great. Yeah. It was like, one, like, did he know where he was going when he asked that? And he had to think about it? Or was he just, was that part of the answer that a banana right. thinks? And then he was trying to think, like, how do you make a noise of what it sounds like to eat a banana? <laughs> So that was great. And this one's even better. Yeah. What did one juice box say to the other juice box? I don't know what. I don't even know who you are. <laughs> oh, that man. one. That's a thinker. That'll yeah. that'll be you'll be wrestling with. You'll wake up at two in the morning. And it's like I don't even know who you are. I don't even know who I am. The juice box is having a crisis of confidence. <laughs> I don't know. Uh. So, well, what was it? Uh, anyway. So the, the confession. Confession. Oh. Um. The my by the by moment. Oh yeah yeah. Is um. When I do the prayer of confession, I found that uh, you need a trick as a leader. Like one of the hard things about leading worship is that you're not really worshiping. No, you're not. I mean, you're you're getting close to it and you're trying, but if you get fully invested in what you're doing, you're not. You're driving the bus. Right. So you're driving the bus. You can't be fully in on the conversations that are happening on the bus. You got to drive the bus. Right. And if you stop paying attention, that's dangerous. And especially during the moment of silence, that's a real interesting thing. And especially yeah. like Youth Sundays, I always prep people for this because when you say, "Now let's take a moment of silence for." Um, Silent confession to God. You wait. And immediately, like after five seconds, you're like, it's been a minute. Like yeah. you can't. <laughs> yeah. It The silence. What's, what's while, your trick? Uh, my trick is I sing Jesus Loves Me in my head. Really? And it is routinely about 43 seconds. But even weirder. Huh. I sing Jesus Loves Me in my head in Swahili. 
because in second grade we learned it in Sunday school and it's just wow. burned into my brain. So it's just ani pendani kweli mungu ane na heli sisi wake watoto kutu linda sizito yesu ani penda yesu ani penda kweli ani penda mungu anesema. And I always thought that was made up because it shouldn't fit the meter and rhyme. Uh. But then I asked someone who spoke Swahili one time, and she's like, yeah, this Jesus loves me. And I was like, what? I, we keep saying that sometime we need to worship in each other's spots. Oh, yeah. I, I, I will look at you with a grin on my face when I come up to your place and the moment of silence. And realize us. that I'm singing Jesus loves me in my yeah, head. I know yeah. what you're doing. Yeah. yeah. So, I, I mean, that's a good trick out there for worship leaders. And it's not a trick, again, to say, like, is that inauthentic because I'm not. No, 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 no. Because if you start to pray, then you're lost. Like yeah. you're not paying attention, and it could go a hours, yeah, or, or it could go five seconds. So if you just are trying to gauge, like, yeah, I think it's been about thirty seconds. Like you don't know how long thirty seconds right. is. So find a song, and that Jesus loves me and takes uh, I mean, 30, 45. I guess you could check right now on your on your phone how long that yeah, took to sing it. But it's a reasonable amount of time because I always uh, it always bothered me when I was in the worship service and someone would say, "Now let's take a silent." A time of silence and I, there's always a hesitation where you're like are we gonna okay yeah I guess it's gonna be silent well I guess I did that like you're praying in your yeah. head and then immediately they go back in and so I barely ever confessed anything when I was a kid like prayed the prayer of confession in my head because immediately it got taken away and then right. once I learned that I can't trust this moment of silence I just didn't even try right and so every once in a while you would get a moment and you're like oh man I should have started a while so, yeah, but right. I can't start but now because now it's coming yeah, back it's in anything yeah so all that uh, is to say, there was a guy in our congregation who... Man, it is a saltine fiesta a, today. Have, have at it, kids. <laughs> Spoiler alert. <laughs> Spoiler alert, we're going to do it more. Uh, oh, man, this is like when I was in Iowa. <laughs> so by the by, uh, this guy comes up uh, to us once. And, and he's, he's hit all three pastors at this church. Four, if you include our recently retired uh, senior pastor yeah and has said that we should do away with the prayer of confession oh yeah because it's a bummer yeah sure is which completely misses the point yep of what follows the prayer of confession. you know it's you know it's not a bummer or what is a what's a bigger bummer is not being able to be forgiven yeah 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 one of my favorite things to do as pastor because if you are, if you want to say we're inauthentic for counting to ten, which is my go-to, or or singing Jesus loves me. Oh man, I need to know that if I come to your worship, I got to get my confessions in there. Yeah, get quick. ten seconds. I, I'm not messing around. Uh, Think of the top two. We don't Go. have we don't have all day. Uh, <laughs> but um, I think the most authentic part of worship and the most enjoyable is to be able to say, "Friends, believe the good news," which incidentally. We, at least in our church, I think it's Presbyterian-wide, we don't actually tell people Jesus forgives them. We prompt them to say it themselves. Oh, I say it. Oh, do you? Yeah. Uh, every church I've been in says it. Like really? Says, says uh, I say, um, you're forgiven. Yeah. Yeah. See, ours, I like... By the authority vested in me. <laughs> right. That's why I, I, I think that you can get kind of toxic with it that the pastor or priest or whatever is distributing that forgiveness. Yeah. I like in our tradition, we, we have a call and response. I say, friends, believe the good news. Yeah. And the congregation responds, in Jesus Christ, we are forgiven. Yeah. Um, and I, I that makes sense to me, like to be the one to prompt them to yeah. say, no, no, I already have this thing. I think that, yeah. Oh, absolutely. And th- and there's something to be said about that. And that's how we used to always do it. And I was at a church that they re- they changed it so that the pastor says, we are forgiven instead of you are forgiven. Right. But then in my doctoral thing, um, one of my professors... Um, 
Joseph Small, who was uh, head of the Big theology guy. and worship. Yeah, um, he uh, he said, "No, you need to. You can't do it because then you are you declaring it for yourself." And this is the one role that we have that we take on the role of priest hmm. as intercessor. Right. Um, and so, as intercessor, I need you to know, like that that this is something real. It's not just okay. I just get over it. Like it's not just mentally changing your perspective on things right that no, this is something happened. that has been declared outside of you for you yeah and by having someone and we need to communicate that because if we don't communicate that then it does kind of seem like oh i needed this priest to forgive me for stuff right, uh, right and right, it's right. not that That's it's not, not that it i all. have a special role but that it's it's external confirmation yeah it's not just i pray to god and then i feel better about it but that i pray to god and then somebody reminds me hey you know when you did that god really did forgive you yeah like it's not, and if you feel like you might have been forgiven, I need you to know you actually were. You really and are. if you feel like you weren't, I need you to know that's wrong. You actually were forgiven. Yeah. That um, that Jesus really does forgive us for this sense. And I know it doesn't make sense. It doesn't seem like God should forgive us, but God does. Yeah. And, and we need to know that. And so, his point was by declaring it, we are really hitting home the point that you are it's, forgiven. It's real. Yeah. And that I need to know that too for myself. But in the moment. Uh, I didn't, I'm not the one who did this. I don't right. declare myself forgiven. God is the only one who can forgive me. Right. Only God forgives. Only God. Yeah. Hashtag. All of which you can't get to if you never allow if you don't yourself. Confess. Yeah. If you, if there's nothing to be forgiven of. Right. If you try and put on the, I'm a perfect Christian. You know what those people are called? Sociopaths. Yeah. Yep. Totally. L- literally. That's the actual like uh, psychological declaration of someone who has nothing to be forgiven of. Yeah. I can't think of anybody in the public figure in the public sphere who said that they've never asked God for forgiveness. But uh, uh, if they were out, there. they didn't have as many people at their inauguration as they. Surely thought. they would later think they were the chosen ones. Oh, maybe. Um, oh, jeez. Oh my goodness. <laughs> uh, if you haven't listened to our politi- our episode on uh, the theology of ice cream and cow manure, all I could think of was all the millennialist Christians going to like going yes, yes, yes. Uh-huh. Like that's a uh, just very quickly. That's not millennials. Millennialists are pre-millennial. Like that, it's this idea that uh, they're people who are very in support of the nation of Israel because not because they love Israel, but because they want Armageddon to start. Right. So they're people who are trying to start the apocalypse as they think that it's going to happen. Which I want to quote Dave Matthews here. You got to be questioning any. <laughs> <Little> re- <baby. laughs> He's a line of song. You got to wonder about any religion that welcomes the end of the world. Yep. Oh, what's uh, that from? What song is that? It's one of the new ones. Uh, yeah, I don't know that. I'm I think it's Black and Bluebird. I'm familiar. With I'm gonna look that up. Yeah, you're welcome to eat a saltine for um, every Matthews, Matthews. By the way, yeah, yeah that's we have great. not. We have not mentioned Dave Matthews in a while. Um, so, but that, yeah, that the, the 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 language that was being spoken by President Trump in that moment was very consistent with how people have um, talked about. Uh, the Antichrist and stuff like that. Now, I don't mean to be making any declarations about that. I'm not saying Trump is the Antichrist or anything right, like that. No. But, but it is scary. It is something that we as Christians should be very mindful of. And we can't just say, like, oh, that's not what he meant. Like that, It's a thing to be aware of. It's a I thing. Mean, yeah. It's a thing to be aware of. And just to, to know how how it's heard. And, and also how entitled hmm. uh, any of our leaders feel if they're that comfortable talking declaring themselves quoting someone who declares them declares them the second coming of god yep and the king of israel and then shouts to the heavens in the middle of an interview i am the chosen one yeah that should just bring that should just give you pause Which, uh, whether or not you're a trump supporter yeah 
And that's again, uh, it should I, give you spots. It really should. And I, I listened now, as a Christian, yeah, or just as a human being, but especially as a Christian. This is this is tangent, but I'm yeah. okay with it. Yeah, because uh, I get angry about this kind of stuff. I listen now to most of my news I get from NPR. I, I don't have uh, TV at home. Yeah. Uh, so I listen in the car most of the time. So I had heard three or four times the I am the chosen one. The soundbite itself is kind of like, oh, man, Don, don't do that. When you see him look at the heavens in yep. that clip, it's like, oh, no. Like, that's worse than I thought it was. And it's clearly a guy who, like, is – he is – it's not as earnest as – the biggest fear that one would have of them shouting that. Right. It's it's with a level of pomposity and self-assurance that seems like bragging. But even that's not good. Right. Like, whether or not he believes that God has chosen him to do this, it is, he is constantly declaring that I'm the only one who can do these things. Yep. And nobody should say that. No. Humility is kind of yeah. central to the whole. No president should ever say no one in the history of the world can do this except for me. Uh, no elected official, no anybody. If you have a pastor who acts like they're the only oh one gosh. who can do something for you. And they're out and there, back by the, to the way. Going back to the forgiveness. If I'm the only one as your pastor who can forgive you, yep. go to a different church. Please. Yeah. Right away. That, that's yeah. not healthy. That stay away from those individuals yeah. who act like they're the only ones who can accomplish the certain thing. Now, there are certain situations where you have put in a situation, Esther-like, where yeah. perhaps God has put you in that situation to do this thing. Sure. But then the reminder to Esther. So this is Esther, uh, Esther's queen. Uh, she's she is she has married into being queen um, in a foreign land, and there's this thing where they're going to kill all the Jewish people. They're going to make a declaration, and her uncle says, "Perhaps you have been put in this situation exactly for this," because he's yeah. trying to tell her you need to go talk to the king and tell her about this. But then he does say, "But if you don't, God's still going to rise, yeah. bring somebody else up to do it. Like it's going to happen, but it might as well be you. You you always have a role to play, but you are probably rarely instrumental." And accomplishing God's You're only as instrumental as God wants you to be. Yes. And that if you don't do it, God will God will find, find someone else to do it. Yeah. Yeah. So you're both incredibly important and incredibly insignificant. Not important. Yeah. yeah. All at the same time. Yeah. Uh, but it, yeah, I, I get so nervous. And I think, unfortunately, and I, I come at this from a, I, I lead a church in a suburban, white, very upper middle, maybe just upper class Upper Upper St. Upper St. Clair, yeah. um, where what I think is toxic is to believe that you don't have shortcomings, failures, and moments of blowing it. Yeah. Um, yep. Because, A, and, and I think a lot of people come at it from a good place. Like, yeah. they, they, they want to be positive. Oh, they yeah, don't want to yeah. be brought down low. They want to. And encouraging that with their kids and stuff like that. That it's not like you, like, uh, like our family never makes mistakes. It's not that. It's like you want to be positive reinforcement like the or encouragement like right. that kind of stuff that um you want to be encouraging and sometimes it can be delusional to the point of not letting people think that they can fail right and that's where you get personalities of people who any failure must be a lie yeah must be like people are reading this wrong and and it, it only fails because people weren't working with me or like the, it's the faulty equipment yeah or the umpire didn't know how to call the right. strikes right or right it was wet. That's a, a toxic possibility. Mm -hmm. Another toxic possibility is we are all completely blameless. So there must inherently be another group of people yep. who are worse. It would have been great if it wasn't for them. Be they immigrants or uh, ethnic minorities yeah. or LGBTQ or go down the list of the people the church has found over time that if we don't think we have a problem, 
but they clearly do. Yeah. However you define that. It's the Scooby-Doo excuse. Yes. I would have gotten away for it too if it wouldn't have been for them meddling kids. Right. And their dog. Right. Yeah. Uh, this whole place would be a paradise and a nirvana if it if it wasn't for, for boom. Yeah. Any um, any sentence that starts with this blank would be perfect if it wasn't for <laughs> blank is racist. Yeah. Uh, misogynist, jingoist, whatever. Well, unless it's you, because I think I actually said the other night, this youth group would probably be pretty good if I wasn't in charge yeah, of it. Yeah, that's self-deprecating. Right. But even that's not fully true either. Right, like no, that, right. that kind of stuff. Uh, and that's so, I mean, really, the short of it is that's never a good statement. Right. Like if you have statements like that in your life, even if they are self-deprecating, like, boy, things would be a whole lot better if I wasn't here. Right. Man, that's not true. No, see somebody, get some help for that. Yeah. Like legitimately. Or, or like um, this team, even if it's not that toxic, this team would be better if I wasn't on it. Right. Maybe from a sporting standpoint, <laughs> that might not be true. There yeah. has to be a worse player on the team. But if you're contributing to the team, it may not, like you, there's a lot of great teammates who are just really supportive people on the mm-hmm. bench. Mm-hmm. And I mean, watch any college basketball team. There's always that walk on freshman who is sitting at the very end, who who is not going to play anything, but he is way into yep. cheering on his his teammates. Um, there's the the girl who uh, plays soccer, who loves soccer, but is just too short yep. for everything, and she's going to be cheering on everybody and just encourage it. Like, you need that. Yeah. So being the worst uh, athlete on the team doesn't mean that you that the team would be better without you. Right. Even that. But I think the the biggest sin in all of this thinking that you are without sin, haha, is that you don't need Jesus. Oh yeah. If you are, if you can somehow convince yourself that you can do no wrong, that you've never blown it, that you don't really need a prayer of confession, that yeah, that's if your just failings a are not because of you. Right. Yeah. That's, or that's, I tripped over the equipment, or there was a bug you didn't see it, or whatever excuse you come up with. Wait, look. <laughs> that's pretty great. Wait, wait, wait. Oh, that's pretty good. <laughs> Sorry. More silly putty in a cube form, oh, which yeah, is rolling. Is I think my favorite way to play with it yeah, is to cube I, I'm it always up. making it into yeah, a cube. Yeah. Every once in a while, I'll make it into a ball, but that's less satisfying. Yeah, it really is. It really is. Sorry, you were rolling there. That was no, great. That's all right. That's uh, good. That, um, uh, dang it, that was really good. I'm going to have to cut out that roll because <laughs> it's right in the, the heart of the, of the good stuff. Yeah, I, but if you convince yourself that you are without sin, yes. you don't need Jesus. No. There's zero need for Jesus in your spirituality if you are constantly the hero of your own story. Well, and that's, I mean, part of Reformed theology, uh, one of the things, and there's this acronym TULIP, which is real flawed, so it's yeah. not, I'm not going to hang my head on that. But one of the, the first starts, start in that, in, the, in Reformed theology, is total depravity, which mm-hmm. means all humans are terrible. Yes. <laughs> and it, it just, like, left to our own devices, no one, none of us can save ourselves. And we right. are all sinners. We right. all will make mistakes. We will all sin. Yeah. And that doesn't mean, so who cares? And that doesn't mean, so I'm worthless? No, 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 no. no. no That's no. not it at all. But knowing that we all have the, uh, C.S. Lewis put it in a really good way. C.S. Lewis is a guy who wrote uh, a lot of things, Lying Witch and uh, all the Chronicles of Narnia, and a bunch of really good books. And one of the things that he said is that when he's trying to explain sin, um, it is in um, Mere Christianity. Mm-hmm. He says, uh, here, we all know the difference between right and wrong. Yeah. So that's, and that's what makes us kind of, higher thinking and we understand the concept of justice what is just is that everybody adheres to those rules but we all also are constantly trying to convince ourselves that that even though i know the difference between right and wrong in this situation it was okay for me to do what was wrong right and what was wrong was therefore right in do this a situation a little bit of bad to do yeah. a lot of good and, and 
and it, just as simple as like say and his example is i have an orange and or you have an orange and an orange divides up nicely right. into little segments and i'm hungry and i ask you for some of that orange and you give me half of your orange then later i have an orange you're hungry and i will tell you uh, you asked for some of my orange and i don't want to give it to you and i will either say yes but when you gave me an orange I hadn't eaten all day and you right. just ate. Or when you gave me an orange, um, or when, now that I have this orange, I haven't eaten all day. This is the only thing I have all day. So if I give you some of it, that's less, the, it's a different situation than when you gave it. So right. we can justify, even in that situation, which is not a good or bad kind of thing, it's just fair justice, why I am going to do what is not just, but I have sound reason for it yeah. that I can rationalize for me. That I know it says don't kill but I'm going to kill in this situation because the world needs it. The world needs it or it was justified yep. or spiders are scary. Like yeah. that <laughs> like any of those things are rationalizing a very clear don't do this yep. and we're going to say but in this situation this is why. It this is why it's okay to lie. Yep. Like don't lie. Well, it is okay to lie because it's too complicated my mom wouldn't have understood it and right. she won't ever find out. So right. I'll just do this and it's I just blah, blah, blah. or like yes, that dress does look good. Yeah. That all kinds of little white lies that don't matter. And it, it, I want to be careful around the total depravity thing trips some people up. I yes. was listening to a podcast yes, recently so. uh, where somebody was hurting on that. I think because there's a change in the tone of the conversation, um, there's a way you could come out of that strain of thinking. Also, total depravity sounds like totally evil. We are not right. to, We are not no. completely evil. No. We are just all broken. Right. Correct. We are, so none of us, it's like we're a bunch of sheets with a misprint. Right. And I mean, one of the best things is like a photocopy of a, of a misprinted thing. The more photocopies you make of, uh, some of the papers may be wrinkled up or stained or things like that, but they all still have the same flaw on them. Right. It doesn't matter how many copies you make. You can make fresh copies, but they're still going to have that flaw in it. We all have this. We're all flawed. Right. That's a better way. To, totally flawed. And I, and I think, again, even that language can trip some people up because it sounds like, which is ironic because this is exactly what we're doing on a podcast. It sounds like pastors telling you you're broken. Yep. I'll just go ahead and take that out of it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm telling you I'm broken. Yes. Um, that if you give me today, today, you saw it, you liked it on Twitter. I wrote, I just want to say grace and peace today. Yeah. And then I think it was maybe two hours later, I was chirping at Donald Trump again. <laughs> yep. And filling the Twitter with, with negativity in a way that I just two hours earlier said, I'm not going to do that today. I had to stop with my cat gifts. Uh, that, was a, that, was, <laughs> that was a full-time job. Uh, it really was a full-time. It got too much, and it like then I would like seek them out, and I was like, there's nothing. No. I was trying to point out that how stupid these tweets are by tweeting this gif of this cat jumping <laughs> off, a, off of a windowsill. Uh, it which was, was perfect. It was really fun. It was this fun month, but boy, it was a lot of work. Yeah. And it also made me realize, like, that's just making me seek out this the errors in this human. Yeah. And uh, uh, not... I don't want to overlook some of those years because they affect so many other people. Right. Um, but I do need to see that. I mean, to go back to the stranger things episode that we need to find the redemption in people, yes. even if they're, if it's just understanding why they are the way that right. they are. And even in, I mean, we think of enemies as like people we want to kill us, but it's like a lot of our stuff in society in our daily lives, the people that we loathe the most are political enemies or celebrities that we want to criticize or baseball like uh antonio brown oh my gosh. Uh, public like athletes yeah. that that we think like, like oh, just shut up and play like and all the people are getting on andrew luck for retiring oh when gosh. he's 29 we could do a whole episode on that oh man dude's got 
$25 million. He doesn't have to work the rest of his life. And He's fine. family. Yeah. Let's, and let's and, back and off. people he wants to live to see. Right. And they're like, oh, what a wimp. Like, yeah, no, he's not. No. All of, and like people work in the mills and they're hurting. Yeah, they would retire if they had $25 million. Right. They're not They're not doing it because they're trying to benefit. They're doing it to support right. their family. And he wants right. to do that too. But, but, and I think all of that. Thanks, thanks for coming to my TED talk. Yeah, no, <laughs> all of that, though, points to the, what we're talking about with this brokenness is that there are things and issues that will feed the fire of that. Yes. Worst part in me. Again, yes. I'm not going to say it's anybody, but it's yeah. everybody. Yeah. Um, but at least for me, again, I had just two hours earlier dedicated myself to saying, I want to fill the, the world with positive stuff. Yeah. If only for this day. And two hours later, I'm right back. Shut to up, it. everybody. I'm trying to be positive. Right. <laughs> I'm right back to it. It's just the broken nature of who we are, which is why we need Jesus. Yeah. Like it, it, that's it. Um, well, and I think that that's the message of the church. Um, which is just like the we are forgiven. I mean, the kind of the powerful thing about everybody proclaiming that together is that you can proclaim it for each other. Yes. Which is different than saying, I am forgiven. Right. Um, because there's a lot of people who have said, uh, been situations in my own life where people have failed and they said, well, I, I prayed to God and I, I, I know that God's forgiven me. It's like, no, that's not how it works. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, yes, God's forgiven you, but not really. If yeah. you haven't been repentant and if you're not doing anything to help the people that you've hurt right, and to, to really deal with the aftermath, then it, that doesn't count. You don't get to proclaim your own forgiveness. Forgiveness is given to you by someone else. Yeah. And you can't just proclaim, God forgave me. Like, But when we as a community are able to say, we are broken— yep. Uh, rather than having it declared for us, but we can own it ourselves. Yep. One, it allows us to love God more because we can see even in spite of our brokenness, God still loves us. And even be in the midst of our brokenness, God makes us, God fixes us. Yeah. God makes us better. And that, that, that we still, even though we're fixed, we're still going to be broken. Like that God fixes us not just one time and then we're, we're solid. So don't screw it up again. You're it's right. not, it's not like the, the guy in Toy Story 2 who comes and cleans up Woody, and then it's like, yeah, right. don't, just don't play with him. Yeah, don't move. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, it's, uh, it's that we are fixed, and then when we screw up again, we show up at the beginning of the worship service, yep. we pray the prayer of confession, recognizing that we had all been forgiven last week, but we still we, we did plenty yeah. this week. There's, there's a great line from Tony Campolo, who is a, a speaker and author. Um, he's getting pretty old now, but he's just... Still energetic as all giddy up. Yeah. If you see Tony Campbell alive, do not sit in the first two to three rows. He is a spitter. He is a spitter. Uh, but one of the things he talks about. But is, he's great. Oh, he's so. He's good. like the Don Rickles of the yes. church. <laughs> he even kind of looks yeah, like him yeah. too. Yeah. I've yeah. always thought he was a little Don Rickles. <laughs> <laughs> Waiting for him to call me a co- hockey puck. Oh my gosh. But he has this, he has this thing that he comes to every now and again. Evangelicals, a, a certain stream of evangelicalism, will ask you, "When were you saved?" Mm-hmm. And by that, they mean, like, when did you come to faith? When yep. did you know Jesus? And his response is, every day. Oh, yeah. Every day. I was, my my clever response that I came up with when I was a high school kid was 2,000 euros ago on a cross. Yeah, right. And which, yes, but even more so before time began. Yep. But the best answer is every day. Every day. Every day I blow yeah. it. Every day I forget to adjust the levels yeah. on my personality. Yeah. But but the the good news is... In spite of our brokenness, we never have to feel broken. Yeah. Um, in that God is constantly reaching out to us in Christ saying, that's all right, we can fix this. And when you know that about yourself, not that it takes away value from you, 
but that it gives value to you because you you are loved by a God who loves you even when you're unlovable. Yes. And even more so then, it allows us to care for other people. Yes. I cannot love the people that frustrate me if I don't first recognize that I am frustrating. Yes. Uh, and having listened back to these podcasts to edit them, so much of the edits is less Tyler. That's that's, <laughs> that's my directive. It's oh Tyler's monologue, and again, cut that one down. So if you've been hearing the monologues in this, just know that each one of them was probably fifteen percent longer before I got to. Because I can see, I, I mean, even in, and that's a good. If you want to know who you are, uh, record twenty five oh, hours of man. yourself and then listen back to it. You yeah. realize one, I say things weird. I say and and can't very strongly in my Western Pennsylvania accent. Yeah, I guess you do. Huh? Yeah, I, I don't have an accent except for on those two words. Uh, and. Uh, and two, like when you sat, when you feel, and I'm probably doing it right now, when it feels like you're being succinct and clear and working it out, it's like, oh no, you're just ranting or, oh no, it's not really that interesting. Well, and this is why, uh, man, we, we could do another episode on this too. Cause we talk about the Enneagram sometimes. Yeah. Um, and, and there are people that hate on it. For me, it's so huge for a self-discovery tool. Yes. I think the worst thing you can do with the Enneagram is try and tell other people who they are and yeah. how they behave. Yeah. The best thing you can do with it is say... It's not a di- It's not diagnosing people. Right. It is essentially trying to listen mirror. to yourself yeah. for 25 hours of record. Like, whatever. Yeah. Like, figure out what's going on with you. Absolutely. Uh, and even in doing that, you could do that and not understand anybody else around you and yeah. still be leaps and bounds ahead of... Well, and one of the things that has been actually really helpful about this exercise, I mean, if you want to learn more about yourself, do make, create a podcast. Yeah. Because there's not enough of those in the world, especially by white guys. No. no. Uh, but the, uh, the one thing that it does, it does make you realize the, that your intentions for doing something are not always the ways in which they're construed right. by others. And uh, some things that you thought were a big deal actually weren't that big of a deal. Yeah. That some huge, that you're like, oh, that wasn't very good. And then you listen back, you're like, actually, that it worked out. Yeah. And, and so it, the more we're in community, the yeah. more we can, like people can hold us accountable and say, I don't know, that wasn't that great. And be in real community of people, other broken people who want you to be better. And so we're not judging. Like that's a different thing. You're not judgmental, but you are holding accountable that you are around people that you can admit your mistakes in front of yeah. and that they can help you through those mistakes. And they can also admit their mistakes. Yep. And people that can hear constructive stuff from you and that you can receive constructive stuff from, which should be the church. Yeah. We are a room. We are an institution that gets together in a room and starts our gathering off by saying, here's how we all screwed up. Yep. But that doesn't matter. Right. Because we have a God who loves us bigger than that. And God has bigger plans for us than to just be broken people. Yeah. That'll preach. So, right. yeah, if you're on the social media machines, that one dipped into politics in a way that I was not expecting. I didn't. Who'd have thought that talking Revision. about screwing up would <laughs> yeah, have led oh us to politics? Uh, <laughs> but if you're on the Twitter machine, rough the pastor. The Instagram machine, roughing the roughing, pastor. Roughing the pastor. Uh, I'm looking for, and I, I would, I would, I would say this is not a time to be especially vulnerable. But I'm looking for the funny ones, the yeah. 19 ear of corn version. Yep, yep, yep. How have you blown it? Hilarious mistakes. Yes, just absolutely. You laugh about it now. Yes. How have you blown it? In Especially life? if they were like ten years ago. Oh, that's like that. The best. Those are the best hilarious mis- mistakes. I know that I have plenty of hilarious stories of mistakes and stuff, but I can't. Remember. I'll give you one just what? to end our time on. Yeah, yeah. So every year in youth group, we play at Christmas time a party game called that we invented called Chris Chriso Kringle. Okay. 
and the way it works is each team, you break kids up in teams, and each team gets nine tasks, but you can't move on to task two until you complete task one Ooh, I like this all already. the way down. Right? I like it, yeah. And the tasks change every year. There's some staples like chug eggnog and things like Ugh. that. Uh, but this is body horror? Uh, sort of. <laughs> So here's I'm gonna start categorizing those kind of uh, youth group games as body horror. Yeah, it's where like everybody brushes their teeth and spits into a cup, and the last person has to drink it. That's, that's body horror. Yeah, those, that's those no body good. horror. That's no disgusting good. youth group. And I'm usually anti that stuff, but yeah. like Chris Crystal Kringle is a tradition. <laughs> but anyway, see if you can hear how we blew it on this one. This was Ed and I together. I will okay. claim full ownership yep, of it. Yep. Ed Mister, the guy, the guy you work with. Yep, yeah. Yeah. Who needs to come on this podcast? Yeah, he does at some point. Uh, step one that year was remove everyone on your team's shoes, uh, tie them together, uh, and put them in a box. <laughs> and then wrap the box like a gift. Yeah. That was step one. Step two, and I thought this was genius. Still, so wait, they are all tied in one knot together. Right. Okay. In the box yeah. that is now wrapped. Step what if someone has like Vans or Velcros? You figured out. Okay. Yeah, yeah, you figured out. Uh, step two is steal somebody else's box. Yeah. Which is hilarious. And you can't read step two until you've completed step one. Right. So you don't know. Right. So there, you may be doing this, and then someone comes up and just takes your box, and you're like, what? Right. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And now. Oh, this is great. So like team one could steam teal, steal team two's box. Yes. But then team four could steal team two's box, which is team one's. Yeah. So shoes oh, this are. Is, this is great stuff. Shoes are everywhere, and this no one knows stuff. where your own shoes are. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Step three was decorate a teammate as a Christmas tree. Yeah. And we, being a wealthy congregation, we went all out. Yeah. Uh, so we had the lights. We had the glass ornaments. We had the... Did you have, like, uh, like were they self-powered so they no. didn't have to stand next to a wall? No, they did. Okay. But I hope you'd notice and keyed in on glass, glass ornaments. ornaments. Glass ornaments. Because we play this game <laughs> With in a no gym. With no shoes on. <laughs> so... <laughs> I think I've found where this is going. It was about the time Elementary. we heard the third glass ornament fall to the ground and shatter. You realize this is like that scene in Die Hard. That we had created a sea of broken glass. Oh, man. It's totally Die Hard. It's a Christmas theme. No you one. You didn't realize. <laughs> no one has their shoes. Oh, geez. That's so great. It was bad. Did so, anyone get the bloody feet? A couple. Oh. There was a couple. Oh, yeah. my goodness. Chris, Chris O'Kringle. Yeah. So stuff like that yes. is what we're looking for. Oh, that's so fantastic. Rough the pastor on Twitter, roughing the pastor on Instagram. Can't wait to hear from you guys about this. this yeah, it's going to be good. We'll laugh together. All right. Do, Barbie, do you have anything for us? Is Barbie here? We didn't even really talk about factual things much today. Oh, hey, buddy. Hey, Bartleby. How's that, it going? That Sharpie bow tie is starting to wear off a little bit there, buddy. This is why I couldn't sign my autographs. I know. I tried to. <laughs> <laughs> that big stack of 8x10 glossies is just sitting there unautographed. By the way, if you guys want an 8x10 glossy of uh, OJ, uh, just send a self addressed stamped envelope to Westminster Church. I will take one. It's just go just to put Kinko's, in, yeah. print it out. Westminster Church, South Hills, Pittsburgh. Put that in an envelope. And <laughs> You'll figure it out. It'll get it. <laughs> West Branch <laughs> of the Allegheny Presbytery. Uh, or Pittsburgh Presbytery. <laughs> All right, uh, do you have anything for us? Yes, I regret to say I wasn't paying attention. That's me either, buddy. We might need to get a new house elf. Yeah. I'm just saying that. I don't want to threaten you. <laughs> you we, can cry we, all you want. Cry all to. you want. Oh, man. I still, we, you have one job. You have multiple jobs, but this is one of the significant jobs that you have. Yeah, this is important. Okay. Well, well, I've been Tyler. And I've been Jay. And it's been Roughing, Roughing the Pastor. Pastor. All right, see you guys next week.